Welcome to The New Yorker for September 1st, 2014. There are four articles this week. Connie Brock has an in-depth article on how the powerful lobbying group APAC may now be losing influence. Next, William Finnegan reports on how the drag queen Cassandro became a star of Mexican wrestling. And finally, in the current cinema, David Denby reviews Michael Winterbottom's new film, The Trip to Italy, starring Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon. But first, it's this week's comment. In Bullets and Ballots, Jelani Cobb writes about the echoes of Ferguson. In June 1966, Stokely Carmichael, the 24-year-old chairman of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, was arrested in Greenwood, Mississippi, for his participation in the March Against Fear, which traveled across the state. The march had been started ten days earlier by James Meredith, who had integrated the University of Mississippi, but he was wounded by a sniper on the second day, and civil rights figures pledged to complete it on his behalf. After Carmichael was released from jail, he vented his frustration to the crowd. This is the twenty-seventh time that I have been arrested, he shouted. I ain't going to jail no more. He concluded that nonviolent direct action had reached its productive limits. Everybody owns our own neighborhoods except us, he said. We want black power. The term, as amorphous as it was radically indignant, heralded a shift in the movement's orientation. It called for an insular black political empowerment, in contrast to the prevailing civil rights ideal of interracial cooperation. Before a group can enter the open society, Carmichael and the political scientist Charles V. Hamilton wrote the following year, it must first close ranks. Between 1964 and 1967, riots erupted across the nation, in Harlem, Watts, Detroit, Cleveland, and Newark. The Kerner Commission, convened by President Lyndon B. Johnson, concluded that the systemic exclusion of blacks from opportunity was at the root of the uprisings. Many of the figures in the nascent movement were apostate pacifists who had been baptized in activism under the auspices of Martin Luther King, Jr., They recognized violence as the predictable yield of the conditions in black America, referred to as internal colonialism, and they saw black self-determination as the most viable solution. Malcolm X said that the racial concerns of the United States would be resolved by either the ballot or the bullet. For the past two weeks, the images emerging from Ferguson, Missouri have seemed like a tableau of 60s history. The shooting death of Michael Brown, an unarmed black 18-year-old, at the hands of a police officer sparked protests that teetered between precarious peacefulness and furious confrontation, spilling over into sporadic looting and vandalism.